The Yankees took the weekend series from the Padres, but Anthony Rizzo left Sunday's game with an apparent injury. Here's what we know. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen every day. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For parts that fit right, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. With me is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on? Hey, pretty good weekend here against the San Diego Padres. Yankees take two of three after losing a tough one on Friday night. Nice bounce back uh, over the weekend. We have a preview of this new series. The Yankees are on the road to face off with the Seattle Mariners over the next couple of days. We're going to talk about that in our last segment today. Of course, it's Monday, which means it's Miners Monday. We're going to talk about some of the top performers in the Yankee system over this past week, and there were some good performances on the pitching front. First, Stacey, we got to chat about this Anthony Rizzo thing. Uh, Sunday day game in the Bronx collides with Fernando Tatis Jr. at first base. It was kind of scary at the moment. Uh, looked like he got hit in the head by Tatis's hip. Mm. It was a throwback to first, and Tatis did not slide did not dive. He went back in with his foot and uh, clipped Rizzo, who was reaching down to get to the baseball. And uh, that was that was very, very worrisome at the moment. Yes, because Anthony Rizzo is pretty much the last guy the Yankees want to see missing any time with an injury because so far he's been pretty healthy this year considering the back injury that he had during spring training. And he's been hitting well. He's been carrying the team when other guys have been out, and it's just that was a very scary moment. Yeah, I mean, he has been the, for all intents and purposes, the most important player on this team. That includes Anthony Volpe. That includes Aaron Judge. That includes Garrett Cole. The steadiest hand in the lineup has been Anthony Rizzo this season, and it cannot be understated how important he is to this roster, um, and he needs to be in there every day. Um, so he was removed from the game on Sunday, in the moment after he kind of, he went down for a little while. And when he was removed, they took him straight into the clubhouse and started running some tests. Stace Aaron Boone had a update for us after the game. Yeah. He said in his post game press conference, uh, Rizzo's fine. He got through his testing fine. They'll monitor him tonight and tomorrow. And he expects him to play in Seattle on Monday. But you know, as we were joking before we went live with the show, I don't trust Aaron Boone when he says someone's fine because we've seen in the past that, you know, oh, he's fine. And then someone will be out for six weeks. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, the fact that he went through all the tests and he was OK with the tests is great. But they have a cross-country flight to Seattle. You know, you have a night of sleep you have to deal with. And when it's a neck, anything can happen while you're sleeping, too, because you don't really tend to stay still when you're sleeping. And it's not like he's going to stay up all night to make sure the neck doesn't move. So it, this is going to be a... A crucial 24 hours, let's say. Yeah, I mean, you're semi-joking about no take it with a grain of salt, but like legitimately, there <laughs> is a correlation there with Boone that we have noticed this season. It, it is a bit of a like boy cried wolf right now. He's fine, and then he's not. That has happened on multiple occasions already this season. So <laughs> I'm not taking Boone's word on injuries right now uh, yeah. with full confidence, personally. 
I mean, you can, you can do with that information what you will. I saw what I saw. I'm not a doctor. I obviously didn't run tests. I wasn't in the room when he ran tests on him, when people ran tests on him. But we saw what we saw, and it didn't look good. No. And it was very scary. And uh, you just can't have Anthony Rizzo out, right? Like that, that is nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um, you know, DJ's swinging it better here over the week. But Rizzo needs to be in the lineup. And if that means day-to-day, if he misses the Seattle series, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I think that's obviously you, you have to do something like that. If, if the long-term goal is to have him in the lineup near every day, I think you sacrifice a couple of days here um, just to make sure he plays long-term. Yeah. Um, have you ever hurt your neck? Because I have in a very stupid way while watching the Yankee game against the Cubs. And I was affected by it for a good five days. And it was the worst pain. You don't realize how much your neck, like how much you use your neck every day until you hurt it. So I'm really hoping that he's okay because it's scary when you hurt your neck. It really, it affects a lot of things when you hurt your neck. And, you know, he has back issues and it's just, this is... Yeah, let's just all, I'm crossing my fingers if you're not watching on YouTube, cross our fingers that he's okay. And like you said, maybe it's a day-to-day thing and, you know, maybe he misses a couple of games and he'll be okay. And hopefully it's not like a long IL thing. Yeah, you have to make sure he's right. You mm-hmm. can't you can't force it. If he goes in and plays on Monday just because you're like, well, we need Rizzo and he hurts it worse, then right. that's, that's just nightmare fuel. So I, I hope they do the right thing. I hope they take caution here. Um, I would assume that's what they would do, but you never know. So hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Um, Garrett Cole, Stacy on Sunday gave up a couple of more home runs, a pair of home runs. Jake Cronenworth went off on him in the first inning, a middle, middle fastball. Uh, and then Rugnan door in the seventh inning on a middle in fastball to the left-handed hitter. We talked about it already Stace, but the fastball in the month of May has been prone to the home run. Yeah. And you know, it's the middle middle and middle that's the problem because we talked about this last week he has to paint the corners if he's going to have any chance of throwing that fastball without people hitting it for two run home runs and solo shots and I could see the Odor home run coming I just was thinking oh boy here we go and he kind of had you know that spot in the middle where he did really well and you thought okay he's he's settling down here and this is okay and who he is probably really, really excited for the calendar to change to June. <laughs> for whatever reason, yeah, this month has just been not what it was in April. It just hasn't. And I think, again, it goes along with those fastball issues that he has had. Um, he ended up picking up nine strikeouts against San Diego Sunday. He did also, you mentioned in the middle there, kind of get into a bit of a groove. He set down 10 in a row at one point. Um, but he's just been really inconsistent. Uh more like inning to inning. I wouldn't say game to game yeah. because he, he, most of his games in the in May have certainly been in, like troublesome. Yes. Um, but there are points in the game where you see the flashes of it. But again, I think it's just the fastball location right now is just not where it needs to be. Yeah. It almost feels like watching Jamison Tyone of 2021 where he'd have either like a bad first inning, he'd give up something and then he'd have a few good innings and then he'd have another bad inning. And it almost feels like that with Cole, it's very strange, but it's just 
We talked about it last week. It's so strange how he went from being just downright dominant to just being mediocre in May. And the funny thing is he's six and oh. So that shows you how win loss records don't even matter because <laughs> he's in his last five stars. He has a 5.67 ERA. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. And it's again, the, the home run ball. It's that that two home runs a game thing right now. Yeah, and it's just uh, really plaguing him. Yeah, this stretch of two. A game, that's why when he gave up the Cronenworth one so early, I thought, OK, and then he was cruising. I said, hey, maybe he's only going to give up one. And then when the runner got on base in front of Odor, I thought, oh, boy. Oh no, this, yeah. this could be bad. <laughs> Yankees obviously ended up winning that game 10 to seven on Sunday throughout the weekend, a three, two walk-off win in the 10th inning on Saturday, IKF coming through with that big knock. Yeah. You know, if I was thinking about this when we were talking about Rizzo, but if Rizzo needs to sit out, DJ can play first. And IKF oh, can play third. I thought you were going to say IKF at first. I was like, no, whoa, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. No, Where no. Are we going? no, DJ at first and IKF at third. Okay. Um, Boone got a suspension, by the way, over the weekend as well. Uh, did get a one-game suspension. Your thoughts? We were talking about that on Friday show after he was uh, ejected for some fervorous comments. Uh, your thoughts on that suspension quickly? I, whatever. I mean, he says he has to – he knows he has to calm down, but he also knows that he can't calm down, which is kind of funny. But he needs to calm down sometimes because the man has a heart issue. I know he's gotten surgery to correct it, but he needs to be careful. We'll see. We'll see if that is uh, also on Friday, Stacy. Randy Vasquez, not terrible. No, uh, not terrible was, at all. Yeah, it's called up. Uh, we know that this is really just because he's a 40 man guy and it just made the most sense. Uh, four and two thirds, four hits, two earned, three walks, and six strikeouts. Didn't see those six strikeouts coming uh, against San Diego. I know their offense has been struggling this year, but uh, your thoughts on Randy Vasquez's debut? It was perfectly fine and better than what I was expecting, really. I just, I was more upset with the offense not doing anything to support him. Um, but yeah, I thought that was great for him. I mean, what a debut in the majors. It's awesome. Yeah. Five to one loss on Friday, Tatis. Pretty good weekend in yeah. the Bronx. Uh, he is certainly, uh, the bat is starting to come around for him in the Padres. So, they won the series, though. You'll you'll take that series win here, uh, and then obviously you know finish the homestand and head out to Seattle. We'll see how they do this weekend. Again, we're keeping our eye on Anthony Rizzo. Uh, if you're here on the YouTube side, let us know in the comments what you thought about this weekend and how are you feeling about May Garrett Cole versus April Garrett Cole. We talked about it the last start he had where he gave up a couple of homers, but we are we are definitely in. Uh, you know, in worry territory about this home run issue because it is certainly back. Uh, let us know if you're worried about Garrett Cole and how many home runs he's been giving up lately. While you're in that comment section, of course, you can drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday. If you're new here, we do fan mail questions every Friday. We answer your questions on our Friday shows. And of course, Locked on Yankees is Monday through Friday every day. Just like this series, save Thursday, against the uh, Seattle Mariners, the Yankees and Mariners face off tonight. Late game, you can catch all of it on Sirius XM. Coming up next, let's check in on the minor league system. If you're like me and you want to make 
healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you get them at your local Sam's or Walmart. You can get the specialty flavors at Built.com if you want, but you can just walk into those two stores and get them. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars, or if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and get a 13-bar box. Again, that's Built.com. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Every day here to every day. Here's, of course, coming up on Tuesday. We will recap game one. The Yankees on the West Coast in the Pacific Northwest. Late night baseball this week. So make sure to stay up. And then, of course, if you don't want to stay up, you can just check out Locked On Yankees in the morning. Just a quick programming note. Because of these late games, we're not going to be releasing at midnight. Obviously, we'll release them as soon as we can uh, because of these late games. But just so you uh, get the heads up there. Anyway, it's Miners Monday. You know the drill at this point here on Locked On Yankees. Every Monday, we take a look at the top performers over the past week in the Yankees system. Today, Stacy, we need to talk again about Aaron Polensky. We talked about Polensky earlier on in the season. He got off to a real torrid start. I think we uh, featured him in a Miners Monday in April. But it's time to check in on this kid. This isn't a fluke right now. He is on another planet still Polensky after 32 games that's nearly two full months with the Hudson Valley Renegades is slugging 744 he has five straight multi-hit games right now didn't end up playing on Sunday that game is full disclosure still happening as we record this but wasn't in the starting lineup on Sunday got the day off he had five straight multi-hit games this week Every game he played in this week, multi-hit game, six RBIs, two homers. And it shouldn't go unnoticed that this is a guy that we weren't really talking about last year. Nobody was really talking about this year to be uh, last year, to be frank. This is an undrafted and unranked guy in the Yankee system right now. His path. I mean, everyone's path is different, but his path to get to the Yankees system is kind of miraculous. So he played junior college ball for one season and then transferred to Nebraska. And all he did at Nebraska, you've heard me say this before about other guys, all he did is just hit like that. That's what Aaron Polensky has done. And that's what has gotten here him to this point in his first NCAA season back in 2019, he led the Nebraska Huskers in batting average hits, runs scored homers, total bases. And he was tied for first in doubles and triples. That was his first year in NCAA play. So, you know, a de facto freshman season, right? Uh, It was obviously as a sophomore. And at this time, he is knocking on the door of multiple Renegades records right now. He is now currently number one all-time in extra base hits uh, in Hudson Valley Renegades history, which does have a caveat. Hudson Valley, of course, used to be a short-season team. So over the last couple of seasons, now that they're full season, uh, has had a lot of these record-breaking types, but this is career numbers. This is career as a renegade, and Aaron Polensky, again, is all he has done is hit. He has 
hit with power. He has been playing outside of his mind. And we love talking about guys like this, Stace, guys that are unknown, guys that just they get the opportunity and they just grab life by the horns, right? And that's Aaron Polensky. It's it's really cool to see. Um, and I'm just happy to see guys like this thrive, guys that just take the opportunity they're given and run wild with it. Uh, also in Hudson Valley, just a quick note, Joel Valdez, left-handed pitcher, uh, had a really nice game on Tuesday. Wanted to make sure this one got out there. Give a little love to another unranked prospect. Uh, career high, six shutout innings in his first high A victory. Uh, his previous high was five and a third. He's a 23-year-old Dominican lefty, also unranked, as I mentioned. He has definitely struggled this season, so it's nice to see him really jump out uh, against Erie this week. And uh, have a nice – oh, not against Erie. Forget where they're playing. Um, but uh, Joel Valdez had a really, really nice uh, game on Tuesday, so I wanted to make sure you saw that. Uh, speaking of guys that pitched well this week, Clayton Beater. Uh, we've talked about Clayton Beaters, the number 13 prospect in the Yankees system, according to MLB Pipeline. He's had a couple of bad starts in a row here in the month of May, uh, but he really bounced back this week. He's the one that faced Erie. Beg your pardon. Five innings of work of one hit shutout baseball, three walks and six strikeouts. His walks have definitely been up. So I said three walks. That's that is part of the issues with Clayton Beater is a lot of guys. We talk about this all the time. It's command issues. Um, that's, you know, the number one issue when it comes to pitching, but it, the stuff for Clayton beater is definitely there. It's just getting things under control. Uh, and it's nice to see him get under control here this week. Again, five shutout innings of just one hit baseball with six strikeouts. That is extremely, um, impressive, uh, considering his last two outings have not gone well. So this is the wave you ride, especially at this level, right? Guys at double a, really have very high upside and a lot of talent at this part uh, of their careers. Um, it's just getting things under control and that's both, you know, defensively, offensively pitching all, all encompassing game. Uh, but for Clayton Peter, it's definitely the control, but it's nice to see. Uh, another quick note here from Somerset, you Gomez, the number 19 prospect in the system came back from the IL and ended up pitching on Sunday. So nice to see you Gomez, uh, back. He only won a couple of innings. It wasn't anything miraculous, but it's good to see him pitching again. He had not pitched yet this season. Uh, and I want to talk more about pitching today, Stacy, one more for you guys today. Let's go down to Tampa. Uh, we try to give Tampa as much love as we can. They don't have a, a media relations department. They don't have a, a broadcaster. So it's hard to get the real scoop of what's going on in Tampa on a regular basis. Uh, but Hayden Murda is a guy, I love saying this, you haven't heard of. Hayden Murda, M-E-R-D-A. Coming off the best start of his career against the Palm Beach Cardinals, six innings, one hit, no runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Fascinating. Uh, he is uh, a late draftee. This is his first full season. Uh, comes at you with four pitches, a fastball slider curve and change. He's out of Azusa Pacific, which is not too far away from where I am here in Southern California. Uh, it's about an hour away from where I live. Uh, but it's nice to see another guy. It's a guy, you know, Hayden Murda has had some mixed results here in his first year uh, of Yankees ball, but nice to see him really bounce out 
with a six-inning shutout performance with eight strikeouts. And that's, again, what you come here for. You know Jason Dominguez, right? You know Spencer Jones. You know uh, all these big-name guys, Randy Vasquez, the Anthony Volpe's, the Oswaldo Cabrera's. You know them. Uh, we're here to tell you about Aaron Polensky, Joel Valdez, and Hayden Murda. That's what you come here for. So uh, let us know in the comments section which prospects you want to hear more about. That's what this is all about. We want to make sure you are informed of what's going on in the Yankee system. So make sure to drop them in the comment section down below. Because while you're there, also make sure to drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday. We're always listening to your feedback here on Lockdown Yankees. Coming up uh, in just a moment, we're going to talk about hot, cold, and heating up. And, of course, your pitching matchups for the upcoming Mariners series, which you can catch on SiriusXM. So stick around. Hey, it's a new series here as the Yankees head out to the Pacific Northwest to face off with the Seattle Mariners, which, of course, every dayers know, Stacy. it's time for Hot, Cold, and Heating Up, which we did not do this past weekend, of course, as we had that crossover episode uh, for the San Diego Padres series. But it's time to return it. <laughs> Stacy. let's start with who is hot. I got two guys for you. IKF and DJ LeMayhew. Wow. Wow, mm -hmm. wow, wow. Yeah, DJ swing it much better uh hits in four straight or uh, four of his last five rather and uh he just missed one on sunday too yeah he uh it's kind of funny because it was all these clips coming out where they were speaking to him about his hitting doldrums and then he started picking it up so it was just the timing of it was funny and then ikf even aside from the walk-off hit he's been contributing steadily when he's played the past two weeks and i'm really rooting for him i mean you want ikf to do well because if ikf does well when he's playing he's helping the team win and you want that so i'm like i said if rizzo's out <laughs> dj at first ikf at third listen to yeah. me boone <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see hopefully of course it doesn't get to that right uh, Stacey, who is cold jake bowers yeah jake bowers one hit in his last 10 games. Yeah. yeah it's tough right now. Yeah. 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 He's not getting consistent at bats. True. Um, so that's obviously not helping, but you know, it's kind of a uh, feeding itself, yeah. right? Where he's not getting consistent bats when he gets the at bats, he's not doing anything. So that's why he's not getting consistent at bats. Right. <laughs> you feel bad for him. Uh, when Donaldson comes back, which by the way, Donaldson homered and doubled on Sunday, uh, for the rail riders in his rehab game, which is a nice to see. Uh, it was a monster bomb. too. That was a bomb. I saw the video of it too. <laughs> yeah. I know you've been to that ballpark. I've seen a million games in that ballpark obviously yeah. last season. Yeah. That is a long that way. That is, is a, a long deep way. way to go yeah. uh, for that Homer. So that's very <laughs> encouraging, but that might be the move. Uh, Jake Bowers doesn't have any options, so he would have to go through waivers, which you guys are very, you're learning a lot about that this season, aren't you? You're learning a lot. You're getting to deal with the waiver wire a lot this year. Yeah. Um, so I think that might end up being the move. We talked a lot about it, maybe being Cabrera, um, but I think Bowers makes a little more sense. Yeah. Unless yeah, he turns it on here over the next couple of games. But but I feel like Cabrera is more valuable right now because he, even yeah. if he's not hitting, he can play more positions than Bowers. And, and he, uh, he's a switch hitter. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, let's end on a high note, Stacey. Who's heating up? Higgy. Higgy is heating up. And uh, I mean, two doubles in an inning on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. It's, we've talked a lot about the lack of contributions from the catcher's position. So to get Higashioka going in any way, shape, or form yep. is a welcome sight. 
Yep. You need it. Uh, pitching matchups over this week here. Of course, three games set Monday. Domingo Herman is back. <laughs> Welcome back. So he, he has served his 10 game suspension. He missed his two starts. Uh, Randy Vasquez will not be called here anymore. Uh, what are you expecting out of Domingo Herman coming back? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. How is he going to do without sticky stuff on his hands? I don't know. I just. You think he tries it again? I. <laughs> I mean, if they do, if, if they do, if he does, they should just literally catapult him across the country. I mean, <laughs> I just, I can't. <laughs> I mean, for the memes. That'd be funny. I mean, could be it, worth the, could be worth the joke. Yeah. But it's just, <laughs> you know, oh, uh, I mean, I kind of hope he comes out and says, here, look, yeah. <laughs> I hope he comes out with his hands out. Like, look, I'm fine. Look. <laughs> And then you just see like glossiness all over his head. Yeah. Be hilarious. Uh, he'll face off with Bryce Miller, who's been a nice little addition this season. A uh, call up from double A this year and has pitched. He's pitched better in the majors than he has at double A this year. That's crazy that he came up from double A to the majors and is doing better in the majors than he did. <laughs> yeah. Very, very strange. We'll see yeah. how he, he looks here against the Yankees. Obviously it'll be his first start against the Yankees in his career. Uh, Nasty Nestor takes the ball on Tuesday to face off with Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert's had a nice year. Um, Nasty Nestor kind of fell apart last time around. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking maybe when they get to the third time through the order, kind of see how he's looking and look at his uh, velocity, see if it's gone down a bit, because that's what's been happening the last few starts. And if that happens, get someone up in the bullpen yeah. quicker than the last time. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then the Wednesday finale, Clark Schmidt and Luis Castillo, that obviously favors uh, the Seattle Mariners. Luis Castillo has pitched well, not incredible, but has pitched well this year. Uh, strikeouts are definitely way up. A good ratio between strikeouts and walks this season. Clark Schmidt coming off of a very nice outing, though. Yeah. So the five innings, you, we've said it a thousand times here. If you're an everydayer, you know what we're going to say. Clark <laughs> Schmidt, go five. That go. is the only goal. Yep. Go five, and every time I see Luis Castillo's name, my heart hurts a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, because, oh, God, that's annoying. I really wanted the Yankees to get him. Can't find <laughs> everybody. Can't get everybody. Uh, let us know what your preferred matchup is here this week. I think Nestor versus Logan Gilbert is in – the first two are obviously intriguing. Oh. Uh, the Miller versus Herman. I'm very curious to see what Herman does uh, tonight. <laughs> Now, isn't it funny that when we were coming into this past weekend series and we're like, oh, okay, the Darvish Coles uh, matchup yeah. is going to be the highlight. Was not. It was not. 10 7. Yeah. Darvish gets, you know, rocked for how many runs? Seven runs in the third inning. Yeah. And, you know, Cole has an up and down game. And uh, yeah, so you can't predict baseball, Susan. I mean, that's just the yeah. way it is. <laughs> uh, we'll try. We'll keep doing it every day, Monday through Friday on here. Yeah. Uh, on Friday show, of course, as you know, it's fan mail Friday, drop your questions. You guys have been doing great with that. So thank you guys so much for being a part of the show. You can always drop your questions in any episode release here on YouTube. You can catch the Mariners series starting tonight. Late game, of course, in uh, Seattle, Washington. You can listen to every pitch this season on Sirius XM coming up on tomorrow's show. We will recap that first game and see what Domingo Herman does. Uh, let's see if he tries to get away with it. I would love if he just came out with like double bubble. Just like as a joke, just like smash kind of hand. We'll see. Uh, but I, I think I'm a little more memey than Domingo Herman is. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for today's show. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.